Hi, this is Colter Van Horn, and you're listening to My Papa on the CVH Podcast. That's my boy. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, Monday, September 6th. Uh, I'm home. I'm actually home. You thought I was going to still be in Chicago, but I'm not. I'm home. Why am I home? Um, our show is going so phenomenally well that we're just buying more and more days free. Uh, Saturday we had our Zitz probe. Sunday was a scheduled free day. Monday was Labor Day. Uh, and, and, um, there's nothing needed t- on Tuesday until late. Uh, so I'm going back to Chicago tomorrow. Uh, go back in the afternoon. We got it. We have a late, uh, just a, a fight brush up, really, and then we're on the stage on Wednesday. So, I mean, this has really just been a uh, an incredible testament to the production team's ability to put this show up. And I, and and maybe some, you know, maybe some of it was people having been off the road for so long. They were just so excited to be in the show again that we worked very efficiently. Everybody was loving it and, and, and jumped on board quick. And it's just, like I said the other day, you, you don't want to overcook something. Uh, and so, um, you know, we're going to, uh, David decided to let it sizzle until we can um, uh, put it in the theater. So that's what's happening. David's made a huge mistake in showing the world how quickly he can put a show up. <laughs> He's going to bite himself in the ass. He's... <laughs> He's going to be, uh, somebody's going to say, hey, I heard you put up Macbeth in 20 minutes, so you think you can do it in 19? Uh, it's, um, it's been very uh, interesting, and I, and I have to think it has to do, I know for me, I'll speak for myself, I won't speak for everybody, but uh, you know, this is my third uh, production back since the COVID stoppage, and um, I'm, still, I'm still fully loving it. Um, I have not seen or felt or even done personally. I haven't seen any eye rolling, um, thus far. People are, people are feeling grateful still. And, uh, that's wonderful. And we, you know, this will be Chicago's first opera in, in a, in a long time here. You know, we were, I was in Europe where they were willing to do things without audiences and then they were willing to do things with audiences much sooner than they are here. And, and so this will be Chicago's welcome back, uh, to opera, you know, live opera. Um, um, so, you know, I, am feeling that I think other people are feeling that and we want to, we want to grab them by the collar and shake them up and say, look at this. You miss this. You need this. Uh, the human voice inside of a room, uh, is why we're here. Uh, and we're going to give them a heck of a show. I really think so. This is, I've done a lot of productions here. This is, might be my 20th, 19th or 20th production here. Um, I can say unequivocally without hesitation that this is the best show I've ever been a part of. And I, I'm, I'm talking about 17 years of working here and, and probably 20 productions. And this is, this is by far the most exciting thing and will surely be the best thing I've ever been a part of. I can, I can say that very, very confidently. And I'm not trying to get you to buy tickets. You're going to buy them anyway. You don't need me to. I'm not going to sell too many tickets here, but I want to say right now this will be something to not miss. Uh, and not, not just because it's Sandra's first 
Lady Macbeth, although that is definitely a reason to come and see somebody's first, especially an artist of that caliber. Uh, but I think anybody who shows up for that will suddenly realize what a special show that they're in, that this is no vehicle for uh, any one person. This is, um, we are telling the story. We are really, truly telling it. It is cinematic. It is dramatic. It is intense. It is filled with every reason we come to the show. Uh, and I've, I've talked about this plenty of times. That magic between the proscenium and that first row. When we begin this thing, it's going to be palpable. It's going to be wild. Uh, and, you know, it just it feels good. Um, you know, what, oh, we sat for so long and we didn't do anything. And now we're back at it. And, and I got to say that the months are ticking by quickly. Being back in this business, being back on the road, I forgot how quickly time goes by. You know, and it's like time is by far our most valuable currency, right? I mean, that, that's the one thing you can never get back. You cannot stop it. You cannot get it back. All we have is time. And when it starts going by fast like this, and then you're, you're afforded a couple of days off like we've been, and I go, wait, what? It's already one week into September already. Like, um, it's, uh, it reminds me very quickly that sometimes, I'm, and I'm very guilty of it, I'm looking too far ahead. You know, in the opera world, we're looking at our schedules and we're booked out three, four, five years. Uh, you know, I, I, was, I was having a discussion last week about 2026. Uh, you know, you're, you're constantly looking forward, driving forward. What about this? What about the, you think you want to do this? You know, who, who could say what they want to do in five years? It's so ridiculous, but this is how we, this is how far out American opera singers are booked. Um, you know, Europe, Europe goes three, four years, but you know, the big houses in America think four and five years ahead and, and maybe for singers fancier than me, even further, I really don't know, but, um, uh, having these few days off and resetting for a second and, and being home and seeing the family and you go, right, what you don't want to do here is wish it all away. Because it seemed like, even when I was a kid, it seemed, it, it, I never wanted to be whatever I was. I always wanted to be the next thing. I, I didn't want to be 10. I wanted to be 12. I don't want to be 12. I want to be 16. Then I can drive. Oh, I don't want to be 16. I want to be 18 because I'll be done with high school. Or I was, I was done at barely 17. Uh, and, 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 and then I was like, hmm, well, then I'll, I want to be 21. Then I'll be done with college, you know, and then, and then it'll be different. No, um, I want to be 20. It just kept, kept doing it. <laughs> I can comfortably say at 42 years old that I'd really just like to pause for about five years and just be this, <laughs> just be this for a little while. Because when people start talking about five years down the line, and I go, Jesus Christ, I'm going to be 47? Are we sure somebody <laughs> <laughs> Should Figaro really be 47? <laughs> I mean, there's no reason he couldn't be. I saw uh, Ferruccio Fulanetto sing, sing all those young man roles well into his golden years, and, and it was so glorious he didn't, you know, age didn't mean a thing. I mean, he always looked great, so it didn't matter, but um, age didn't really mean anything. But it, it is funny to consider things, you know, 47, god damn. <laughs> Are people still going to want to hear me sing when I'm 47? I'm sick of me. I can't believe it. I'm coming up on my uh, 20th wedding anniversary, and I cannot believe anybody could deal with me this long. 
Uh, I can barely stand myself, so the idea that somebody could <laughs> could be my spouse for 20 years floors me. And um, I think I know the secret, and the secret is be gone a lot. <laughs> it, keep, it keeps everything nice and fresh. You don't get bored. <laughs> You're constantly gone. And so um, uh, you you get nice reminders throughout the year that, hey, it's nice to see this person. You know what? I really do like them. (laughs) Oh, I went out uh, before I left uh, Chicago. uh, Some old friends were in town. Some old friends that were young artists with me in Chicago here, uh, at Chicago, um, uh, you know, 17, 18 years ago now. And, um, And, you know... If, you, if your pals are in town, you better take advantage because it's very difficult to get everybody in one spot, as everyone knows. Uh, if you've got old friends and, and everybody's all over the place, if you've got a chance, you better grab it. And so we grabbed it and we went out and, um, you know, it's, it, it's much tamer than it used to be. First of all, we're in much nicer places. We're moving much slower. We're starting much earlier. <laughs> But something kicks in over that second martini where you're thinking, hey, it's just like old times, you know, and you <laughs> you start uh, revving the engine harder and, and um, just can't do it like you used to. You really <laughs> see people yawning at the table at 1130 p.m., you know, that <laughs> that kind of. That kind of reality check, you know, where where nobody was even looking at their watch until two a.m. Now it's now it's eleven thirty, you know. And <laughs> uh, but it was really good, um, you know. My buddy Quinn, who who I've had on here and I talk about all the time, is um, just one of these great friends of mine. Uh, uh, I don't know if I'm his best friend, but he's definitely mine. And and uh, uh, I uh, we know each other, we get each other, and and. Um, I'm probably in daily contact with him one way or another, um, but actually getting to hang out and get to see the person and and, and catch up that way always feels great. And so uh, you know, it's been a, it was uh, several days of going out hard. So <laughs> when I found out I had the opportunity to go home, I said, you know what? It's probably better if you just stop <laughs> trying to pretend you're 25 and uh, you know just go <laughs> go home and reset a little bit, uh, give your liver a break. <laughs> But we, we um, you know, Quinn and I talk about everything. There's nothing we don't get into. And, and we have, um, in a lot of ways, paralleled each other um, in where we were and what we were doing. Quinn, Quinn uh, bounced earlier than I did, for sure, uh, years before I did. But, but um, we evened out a bit, um, just in what we were doing and where we were doing it. And, and in talking and, and, you know, without giving away too much of of a private conversation. You know, we, we just determined that, you know, we had set these goals. We wanted something when we were young, we set goals and we went after it. And, um, and we had decided that we, you know, at this point, uh, we're where we wanted to be. That doesn't mean we're done by any stretch, but, but we, we, um, we found that we were doing what we hoped we would do. We are doing the thing that we set out to do. And and we sort of reflected on it like, um, okay, what next, right? Like, what's the next move? Because there has to be a next move, right? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to be 10. I want to be 12. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, you know, we didn't really come to any conclusions, but I thought about it a while. Uh, it stuck with me. 
um, what's next? And, and I think um, what's next is this. Uh, if we're the ones doing the things and we're a part of this tradition, this thing that's been going on for 400 years, and we're the ones presenting these roles in these opera houses, uh, our job, as I see it, is to maintain the integrity and the quality of what went before us. Uh, if we're in the lineage, and that's not to say that, I'm not trying to blow smoke up my own ass here, but if, you know, if we consider that we're doing the things we wanted to do, that means we're part of the group um, that, that, um, that gets to have the direct lineage in this business um, uh, our job is to maintain it, is to push it farther, is to make it just as important, to make it just as special, to make it just as meaningful as those who we worshipped uh, coming up, the guys that we saw before us. Uh, if somebody's handing us um, the baton, then we have to run just as hard as they did, uh, if not harder especially now where we can see, actually see our audiences um, um, becoming less. Uh, you know, th- we can't run from the fact. It's just, it's a, it's a reality. Uh, ticket, ticket sales is tough. Um, uh, you know, it's not, it's not, it doesn't sell the way it used to. People wait a long time to decide what they're going to do. Nobody does, you know, the, the subscription base is, is a is a hard thing to justify anymore. People like to wait to figure out what they're going to do. You know, it's hard to it's hard to determine. All right, six months from now, I'm going to do this, and five months from now, I'm going to do this. And so we ha- we're adjusting to that, and we can see it in the audiences. Um, it's a challenge, no doubt that it's a challenge. Uh, and and what can we do? What's our part? What's our what's our responsibility there? Um, our responsibility is to make sure that the product on that stage is the greatest possible thing we could do. And we make sure that we maintain uh, this, this exciting and visceral art form. Um, and we, we hold that prestige as high as we can until we have to give it off, until, until we're in charge of passing it off or, or it's taken from us or we lose it or whatever. That, that whatever happens after us, um, they pick it up at a high level and they say that's the way these guys did it that's the way we're going to do it uh you know uh when i when i won the um the tucker award and we did this concert and they asked me what i wanted to sing the first thing that i said was i want to sing suoni la tromba with quinn kelsey now why did i say that it's not by mistake it's not because it's fun it's not because uh quinn's amazing and i want to be better because quinn's on the stage it had nothing to do with that it had everything to do with I saw Sam Raimi and Dmitry Hovarostovsky do it at the Tucker Gala, you know, 20 years earlier. And that's why I wanted to do it. Uh, I wasn't trying to beat them. I wasn't trying to be more famous than them. I wasn't trying to outdo it. All I wanted to make sure was that was the level. That's what those guys did. That's what we're going to do. And um, that was my... That was my challenge, and if people made comparisons, that's that's inevitable. Uh, that that's that was never my concern. What I wanted to make sure was we were doing the level that the guys before us did, and if we're the ones in that position, then we have the responsibility. And I think, 
after going through it with Quinn, and, and we didn't come to any conclusions, but the more I thought about it, I really, saw it, really thought that that's our job now. We have to maintain this level. We have to preserve this thing that was handed to us because we're going to have to hand it off too. We're not the last singers by any stretch. <laughs> I know my replacement's already in the room. He's already eyeballing me, that fucker. But um, uh, uh, we're going we're gonna to hang on to this as long as we're making good work. And when it's time to pass it off, we're going to pass off something that's very, very precious and important uh, so that the guys after us are inspired to maintain that. Um, we're part of something historic. We're, this is a 400-year-old tradition, and shame on us if we don't do everything we can to make it just as exciting and wonderful and, and, and make people feel. That's what we're doing, right? We're telling stories and make people feel. We take them out of their reality for a little bit and put them in our crazy world, and we, we excite them with what our human voices are able to do. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's the new fire. The new fire is to maintain the highest level we can for as long as we can. And that, and that goes back to the, the greatest advice I ever got, which was from Greg Hankel. And he said, CVH, you need to do this as well as you can for as long as you can. This is no sprint. This is a marathon. Uh, and, and I think that's what we're going to do now. If we if we've found the level we wanted to be at, if we made it to the place we wanted to be when we were kids, um, it's not time to coast by any stretch. This is a new starting point. And I have to believe that. I have to believe that this is the new starting point. And we're going to go from here. And whether that's five years or 20 years or three, I don't know. But uh, for as long as we get to be uh, in the driver's seat, uh, we're going to maintain what we knew before us um, as best we can. Blah, 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 blah today. JCVH. Anyway, I got to get back to Chicago. Um, I love you for listening. This is episode 94. I believe it's 94. Anyway, uh, everybody have a great week. We'll see you on Thursday. Okay, thanks. Bye. This is calm, it's gonna get you. Gonna knock you right on the head. You better get yourself together.